Hello everyone, in today's episode I'm joined with Thomas and in today's episode um, we're going to be speaking about autism and um, t- t- Thomas is going to tell us, talk a little bit about his autism and what the all, all the wonderful things he does in the autism community. Um, so thank you Thomas for, for coming on today. No worries, thank you for inviting me Mason. Yeah, because uh, I know you do some, some good work for like like autism autism awareness like on your page and and uh, it's 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 it, it's, yeah. it, it, it's just I suppose it, it it's like a hobby isn't it just to, to to do that yeah it's it's kind of like a hobby i do have a uh i, f- I do have a full time job um i used used to be a student in in, in biomedical sciences um and I, I moved to to a bit of special needs teaching for about a year and now I'm working for a, um, like a, a national development team that works with people with uh, sort of sort of vulnerable groups. So I put it not very PC. Um, so I, I have my my full time job, and a lot of the stuff that I do online is YouTube, uh, YouTube videos, podcasts, uh, Instagram stuff, and uh, quite recently public speaking, which I'm getting into. Yeah. And uh, all of it's centered around autism and mental health, basically. Well, that's a uh, that's really good because I feel like mental health is important as well because it just it links into quite a lot of things that you, you can talk about, like autism, um, people with special needs, people who are vulnerable, and then you can always link mental health into that. Well, it's I think it's especially quite important uh, when talking about autism because. Um, just just looking at the statistics around it there is a very high correlation between um a lot of mental health statistics and and autistic people like the 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 rates of for example severe mental health um one in three for each autistic individual which is you know it's it's a big problem and this is kind of one of the things that i like to focus on when i'm when i'm talking yeah I, I I do like talking about mental health as well because um through, through the podcast we speak to people that have autism and not just have autism they um they are uh, teachers that's what I spoke to yeah. a few teachers that I've worked and people who have, who have autism and uh, so some of my teachers as well <laughs> I got a few of them on there <laughs> but um yeah I, I think that as well as having uh Crohn's as well like Crohn's disease so I speak to people with IBD yes, as well yeah. where I kind of like originally I was speaking by myself uh because I think starting my my podcast started recently after the pandemic started because um I thought good time, uh, to, good time to get yeah, into the uh, yeah. creative business <laughs> yeah like I wasn't much of a like I, I didn't know much about a podcast uh, I had to kind of mm-hmm. uh, like get logo, get name, name change about two or three times. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, once you got that, I felt like it was set. Like I, I just was taught by myself at the start. Um, but uh, then I thought, hang on a minute, um, I want to get people on the podcast. So uh, I decided. So what kind of that. like? What is your sort of like motive for? starting a podcast because for me it was it was you know I'd been creating content on YouTube for a fair amount of time and I I got I got to a point where 
I didn't really feel comfortable with with just expressing my opinions without having another person to sort of bounce those ideas off and it was it was that and it was it was also that I just wanted to to get better at speaking to people (laughs) um (laughs) in an online context how about yourself yeah I think talking to people makes you more confident as well uh, to do just because you normally speak to people that you don't really know um really but like um but what I do when I speak to someone who comes on the podcast, I don't, I don't say to them, um, oh, you, you're not going to hear from me again. <laughs> I, I do like to keep in contact <laughs> with the people that I get on, on the podcast because um, I know our podcasts, uh, some podcasts out there where you just speak to them once and then you don't hear over again. But um, I'm like that. And um, how it started for me was uh, I did feel a bit um, like Tom by myself on my own. Like I didn't like that. I I I'd like to speak to another person, at least one more person. Like, and I think it's easier because I know other podcasts. I've been on podcasts that have like a majority of people, like three or four people, on it. Um, yeah, as, as that's your crazy. <laughs> and uh, like you normally have the host, don't you? And then you have a couple of co-hosts. And then for yeah. me, I find it easier just doing it by myself. And then I, I yeah, invite, I agree um, with you. I, I invite a person on sometimes two or three other people maybe um but just me as a host um and i find it's easier because if you're with other people um as co-hosts and stuff like that um you have to arrange it with them uh, you have to pick a date what suits everybody and if someone comes up for the other person you all have to cancel um which i just thought it was too hectic like that and um i feel so, like it, it it especially for like autistic people like we, we, I I found that it's sometimes quite difficult to uh, get into the flow of conversation with with some some autistic people because it's you know that that whole thing about not really grasping when to speak and when it's the other person's time to speak and I feel like once you go above two people, I feel like it'd just be a, a really big mess um, of people trying to to get the point across and. I quite like to give my, myself, I quite like to give people one person my full attention and sort of, you know, have a, have more of a 50-50 kind of um, split of sharing information and such. Yeah. yeah, I think it's better that way rather than having quite a lot of people in it and sometimes you're not me, <laughs> you, then my focus on someone else and talk about different things. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't work for me. No. I, I would just be talked over. <laughs> I've been on podcasts though that have had that three or four people. Um, I've uh, had a few podcasts I helped start for people that have come on mine, which I think is great. Like you've got people out there who That's decided awesome. to start their own um, because yeah. they come on mine. And um, I, I, I always ask like, um, people if they've been on a podcast before, before we start, just to see if they have or not. Um, uh, which I do like when they haven't because it, it it leaves them to have something to look forward to when it gets when the episode comes out. Yeah, this is kind of like fresh, kind of like a fresh take on it. It's like um, it's always it's always the most exciting and the most nerve wracking the first time that you do something like that. It's uh, it's a bit of a trade off 
like <laughs> as soon as you've done it after a while the the excitement wears down but also the nerves are kind of yeah. tempered a fair bit as well yeah yeah like with youtube like i am um, i do have my own channel but i'm not i don't off put a lot on it but uh, i have done videos and there and there about autism and stuff but um i'm not like uh, i don't do it all the time so uh i don't have yeah, many subscribers not many people subscribe to me on there <laughs> probably because i don't put much on <laughs> um but um what i've said now is what i'm going to do because uh since last year i decided to do some podcast specials away from the series mm -hmm. that i do just like 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 you have the seasons like christmas um new year there was one uh but i didn't put that one on but because i'm going to start it from this year where on my youtube channel i'm going to put the, the whole episodes of all the special season episodes that I'll put I'll make so I thought that was a better than putting every single episode on the podcast because that takes a lot of time uh if there's especially if there's loads going on every week I prefer just mm -hmm. to do the old, old ones like specials and, and not everyone wants their episode to be on YouTube as well uh, some prefer to for it to be audio only yes yeah well, it's, it kind of adds a new, another dimension for you to think about the stuff, doesn't it? It's, you know, like, it's, for, for me, the YouTube was a way for me to work on my outward sort of presentation skills, like my body language and facial expressions and stuff like that. Whereas with, with podcasting, it's more about uh, the social aspect of it. So it's... You know, like reading the flow of conversation. Are you asking enough questions? Are you answering enough? Are you having the right voice inflections? You know, because um, especially like if it's there's no video attached to a podcast, <laughs> you can't tell what people are like feeling very easily. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, so it's you know, but when you combine the two, I just find that it's we sometimes too much for me to think about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I do share clips. If it's not on YouTube, it is still on where people can see it, uh, where the podcast mm. probably more popular, like, like little clips of the episodes. Yeah. And like, if it's a mm -hmm. podcast special, I always say when it's a podcast special, I always I didn't want to do podcast specials at first because I thought I don't want it to undermine it at the series part of it. But then, yeah. then I think that if I do it, I, I don't, I Christmas special with, like um mm. like I had a Christmas one where I did the whole episode on YouTube and uh I'm not gonna it's just I thought it was a good way, a good thing to be a part of the podcast, like do like uh, like I just thought it might have been good because I had an actor from a famous actor that was on Doctor Who. Um we talked about um like relative things it, uh... about the podcast. Christopher Eccleson no it? it wasn't him it was uh, an actor called Simon Fisher Becker who played Doria on Doctor Who um, mm. and he we, we had a good conversation on there and I thought I'll release it I released it on Christmas Day but then I, I just figured out how YouTube works and how to upload a full video I did upload it just just before mm. the, the new year but uh, and, then, and then that got me to decide I'll put episodes on youtube for specials like halloween for christmas for spring for easter yeah, yeah. 
and not calling them specials because in a way like if you have a show like uh two for example that they call it a christmas special and easter special in that way not undermining the other people that have already been in it not saying it's not a special for them which it is it's always a special for everyone who comes on but meaning that it's just like a festive or a spring. No, you're not detract. You're not detracting from your other guests. Is, no, is no. Kind of, just yeah, like an I understand that. Just like if I want to have a break from recording from a series, I can put an episode like an Easter special on or something like that. Just call it that. So there's an episode going out, uh, which yeah. I find it's good. Like for other people, I suppose they get excited for it if a full episode goes on YouTube. Um, which uh, which some people like to see, and um, yeah, yeah. I think like 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 with your podcast, Thomas. Like how uh, um, how how did that like come about at first? Well, I'd I'd been sort of creating stuff on YouTube. I was, as I said for a, a while, not really getting anywhere to be honest. I mean, it's been it's been up for quite a long time, and you know, it's my my style of content is very very long form, and it's very very sort of laid back, and it doesn't really doesn't really meld well with the YouTube platform, which is all about sort of concise delivery of information, and um, it's not that I can't do that; it's just that I don't like doing that. <laughs> And um, having having a space to just pick a topic and just talk about stuff is just amazing. And you know, it. I started it with with you know the goal of perhaps reading re- reaching an audience that wouldn't find me on YouTube. Um, sort of, you know, there's a lot of autism related YouTube channels out there. There, there isn't perhaps as many autism-related podcasts, and I think it's, it's, it's a different set of skills. And I felt like it, it meshed well with uh, the way that I like to, to, to do advocacy, basically. Yeah, I think it's a good, uh, it's, it's a good idea just to sit down, talk to someone. Like, like, like you say about a, a topic that you want to talk about, um, where like. Um, you'll find each guest you have like how you can speak to them um mm. like if they're going to be a guest everyone's different talks. yeah uh, that's it everyone's that's, different that's the thing with <laughs> autism everyone's different like um uh, i don't mind if someone don't talk as much uh i don't mind if someone talks more <laughs> that means i get to sit back <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but, uh which is which is which is fun like you just hear what people got to say and um, if they enjoy it, I think that's the main thing of the podcast. So, what's what's your history um, in terms of autism? Like, whenabouts were you diagnosed? Um, I was diagnosed in two thousand and nine, um, so I would have been nine. <laughs> um, so, I, I was I, I was diagnosed then, and like, um, I had quite a lot of tests for it. Um, so, mm. I I was diagnosed then, and I, I always thought autism was a bad thing. I always thought um, because I, I ended up going to, um, I did to go to mainstream, a mainstream school at first, but that they yeah. wasn't understanding of my autism. 
um, because I wouldn't show that I was finding things hard or I would just do the work. Yeah. Um, so I got moved to a, more of a special school where they have people with autism and different uh, other needs that people have. And they understood more. Um, it was more better. And I, I, was, I wasn't confident at that time, even when I did move to a special school, um, it was more when I got a bit older and uh, th- realised that autism wasn't all bad for me. Um, it didn't make me like, I may not be a smart on an area, but another area I am. So I just I yeah. discovered that and I always thought it was bad. And I was probably beating myself up about having autism at first, just because I thought it, it, it um, not many people talk about it, like praise rap or anything like that. Um, so mm-hmm. I decided eventually I decided um, to say if I was struggling um, if I needed help and then I did realize I didn't really care what other people thought of me if, if, if I did get something wrong but like nowadays I'll just laugh laugh about a little joke if I do get something wrong uh, like I would take things more literally like sarcasm for example yeah. um, but now yeah. I'm more like get jokes and stuff so more when I was younger I wouldn't and I'll probably get offended by someone making a joke about me where uh I'll probably uh, but like now I wouldn't I'll just have a nice laugh that's good I I found it really interesting that you you sort of made that switch from mainstream to to a special school because um a lot of the the autistic people that I've talked to very much highlight that you know uh the mainstream experience of school for autistic people is generally quite horrific and traumatizing for for a large majority of us yeah and you know that you've got you've always got that that you've got that debate particularly in sort of the 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 parenting area of media around you know do i do i send my kid to a special school or do I put them in a mainstream and like I'm still I'm still thinking uh, thinking about that and you know what would be better I mean obviously you have the the, the mainstream aspect is yes yeah, it's going to be hard harder but you know the majority of people that you're going to talk to are not going to be autistic in a regular sort of everyday setting yeah. and then on the other side you've got is that worth uh, all the anxiety and bullying and horrible experiences that you have in mainstream school? Um, I don't know, <laughs> honestly, but it's yeah. it's always a good sort of talking point. Well, when exactly did you make that that move to special needs school? Well, I had a whole year in year seven at school, um, mm-hmm. and then I, I made the move mainstream. Um, yeah, yeah, mainstream. And um, I, I made the move. I in the I think it was the start of the new year. Um, it might it possibly could have still been in year seven, but uh, I know I moved there in January of the new year, and mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, uh, teachers at like the mainstream school I went to, I did like a few. Don't get me wrong, I liked a yeah. few. Um, I liked the math teacher. I liked a helper. But well, the funny thing was, the funny story was, when I left, they did. <laughs> so we all left together, um, which was quite funny. Um, because uh, we said, oh, we're going then. 
and uh, one of the helper teachers, that was nice. Um, they, they, um, because at the end of the day, they wanted me to wait for them just to say goodbye to each other. And then uh, I waited for ages, yeah. I did. And uh, I left. Uh, but I did come back because he, he was there and he, he was looking for me because I thought I waited this long, he's not turned up. Um, so I ended up, dig I did go back and see him, which a few teachers were good there, but a few was not understand at all, especially if you have autism. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you, I think if any if at any time you probably left mainstream education at the right time for your for your overall mental health yeah <laughs> so yeah. The, the age of about about year year nine onwards just tends to be an absolute horror fest like it's the most confusing environment it's it's incredibly hard to comprehend at that age um obviously looking back at it now i can be like right i know what happens but it's it's very much the case that i had to you know, think about what happened in secondary school when I was older and sort of frame it in a different way because it was not, not, not acceptable environment for me. Um, just, just due to the, to the mental health conditions that I, that I picked up along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like mental health is a, is a big thing. Like, um, especially in school and mainstream school, it can really affect you. Like, um, for example, I got told to go into um, after lunch. I got told to wait outside the library, and me and a couple of other people mm. in my class did for about 15, 20 minutes. And I was still waiting, no teacher turned up. So I went back to the classroom and said, Well, we've been waiting um, there. And then I got given a detention for it um, just because I got, well, I, I felt I got told that. And then I get told that I haven't been told that. So I'm very confused. and wondering why I've mm. got a detention for something I didn't do. And then um, the following day, the following morning, uh, the head of year comes to see us, uh, pulls her out of form, and uh, he says, uh, why was you late for lesson? And uh, in my mind thinking that I suppose he's got more better things to be doing than worrying about why I didn't go, uh, why I was a bit late, um, even though you know, I thought I was doing the right thing by waiting outside. And obviously I was... Communication that wasn't um, met properly, and really, a detention wasn't uh, the answers to things. Um, hmm. um, I had uh, a, I had a similar experience. Um, I I had this uh, I had PE class uh, before uh, a DT class. So I don't think design technology, isn't it? Something yeah, like that. I think so. Yeah, but. Um, uh, one of the things that I tend to struggle with the most is my executive functioning. So like those sort of little things like time management, stuff like that. And one of the, that, that was something that that's, you know, has followed me into adulthood. And I, I remember this one particular time that I was trying to get ready. And then suddenly I was the only person left in the changing room and uh, I came and I was I was late to lesson and they gave me a detention and it was like the only detention that I've ever had. And I was like, no, you're tainting my perfect school record. Um, I was very upset about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me of something similar. It's just teachers not getting yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't get it. And when they had a year brought us out, of course, I was super scared. My heart, I, I feel my heart beating, like uh, because I uh, 
the way you were speaking and stuff like uh, why are you uh why didn't you turn up and then everyone else is standing still like chickens <laughs> and then, <laughs> then there's me speaking on behalf of all of us um yeah. and I, I said uh i only got told i only did what i thought i was told and like you this would have been my probably first detention i've ever had because um yeah i like to do the good thing <laughs> Um, and it really gets to you, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially yeah. that age, you just like, oh, why? Yeah. Why, 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 why you why, do it? Yeah. And uh, eventually, he did say, I, he says, I let you off this time. And then I'm thinking, let me off of what? I didn't say that, of course, but that's what I was thinking. Um, and I said, I'm doing what I thought was right. Um, and yeah. And then there's other things in in, in mainstream that was like, I, I putting the tie on at that time. It, it was hard. Like I couldn't do it, and yeah. I asked him a drama teacher once, and he and he said I can't do it. Uh, I'm not allowed. <laughs> and I think, um, uh, why are you not allowed? And then because I was so nervous, because I knew people were going to ask me to do it when I wasn't overly confident in how mm. to do it myself. Um, yeah. And uh, even I asked the teacher if they could show me, and they said no. So uh, there's me at the end of the day running out of the school, um, and not putting a tie on and I remember one time a teacher pulled me aside outside the gate saying put your tie on and um and I, like like just watching me like struggle so uh, every time I'm running to the car um because they're not they're not like helping me or just putting a tie on which uh it's, it's not great but um that uh I suppose the first, like as you say is the right time to get out of mainstream <laughs> yeah well, so uh, you you also have that that aspect of uh, sensory difficulties that come in when you have to do your top button up and yeah. tie do a, have a tie on. It's not mo- very comfortable for most people, but you know, I I hated it. It was awful. I, I didn't like the constricting feeling of it, and it was, you know, it's. I still did it, but you know, if. I had a, if I have a kid and I send them to me, I'm just like, don't do your top button, <laughs> just keep your tie a little bit loose. Like, yeah. I, I'll deal with the teachers. You just go about do what you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like in, in like when I went to like special school, it was like they had sensory rooms, which is good. Yeah. Um, stuff play as well. Oh, cool. Um, so it was quite good in that way like if you want to step out of class teachers were understanding mm. there was a situation where um it's very silly but I laugh at it now um, um there's a te- I got a detention for not bringing in a pencil case to class and yeah this wasn't that mainstream that's strange this, this wasn't mainstream it was like like a special school so it was a science lesson and um I, I, at the time I say I don't say anything uh I, Okay, okay. Uh, we'll chat after class. <laughs> we'll chat. Um, um, and the funny thing was, we didn't even use the pencils or anything, that, that whole lesson. We had computers. And then uh, I had a conversation <laughs> with her afterwards, the teacher afterwards, saying, why have I got detention for a pencil case that we never used? Or no one used yeah. it. And they said, is it, and the teacher said, uh, is, uh, what, um, we, is what you should do anyway, bring one. And I said, yeah, but I normally bring one every single lesson. It's just a one-off. Like, I didn't bring one. Uh, I might have left it in yeah. another class. Which, uh, and eventually, because I, I got my point across, and it stuck there. 
<laughs> um, I, she said, uh, I wasn't going to give you detention anyway, uh, just go to lunch. <laughs> so um, I suppose if you fight for things or you get your point across, um, you, you reason with uh, the people that are making decisions that are not the right ones. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, but um, like um, with your autism, Thomas, like uh, if you talk a little bit about like your, your diagnosis, like when you were diagnosed. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was diagnosed at 10 years old, um, which was 2007 for me. And um, it was it was a very st- strange uh, part, part time in my life because I wasn't really aware fully that I was different up until about that age of nine or 10. And so, you know, like, the, the the kids around me started to develop socially and emotionally a lot quicker than I did. Uh, so I did feel sort of like a little bit of an alien, like I didn't really fit in. And the, the diagnosis was really great for me because it gave me a reason for all of that stuff and why I find things hard and why, you know, I'd, <laughs> yeah. you know, why certain things upset me, which wouldn't upset other kids. And, um, you know, that, that was, it was quite a key moment in my life, and I, I remember it very vividly. And, um, of course, you know, it, it came only, you know, when I got into my 20s that I started to really look into what autism meant and understand it and understand how me as an autistic person is different to a neurotypical person, you know, looking into the psychology of it and all. And... Um, you know, a lot, there was a lot of change that I had to do myself. I had to teach myself how to socialize, uh, how to communicate properly, how to um, try and understand these strange creatures that we, we know as non-autistic people. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, and try and work in, in different settings with that. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel I got anything negative from that because my my parents were always very uh, encouraging. You know, they they offered they offered me support when I needed it, but they always sort of pushed me to 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 do as as much as I could. And um, you know that that those teachings that my, my parents gave me have, have followed me into all aspects of life, whether it's taekwondo, whether it's my university studies, whether it's podcasting public speaking, anything like that. It's all, it's all been as, as the result of that sort of early life foundation that I can do it. It's going to be harder than most people, but I can still do it. And um, yeah, I feel like I've strayed very far from your question, but. <laughs> no, no, you, uh, it's like, you only got diagnosed a year later than me. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but like um, yeah, it's I suppose that's the hardest part when you get diagnosis because you're young, and I suppose you don't understand it fully yourself yet until you're older no. a little bit. Like um, and people they they don't explain it to you either. Like no. even if you had the comprehension of it, you you know it's not. Yeah. 
you know, even the people who diagnose you and offer you support, they don't particularly understand the ins and outs of it. It's just they know the the practical things that are going to help you in this situation. It's it's not much about personal development, which is the unfortunate thing. Yeah. Some people get it if they get get the right teachers and the right ethos and people and and all that kind of stuff. Then you could work, but yeah. So it's a very much a personal journey for most people. Yeah, yeah, no, but but it, better yeah. better to be diagnosed around our age than forty or fifty. Yeah, like some people that I know. That's <laughs> it. No, it's better to be diagnosed young than uh, I say old. Is, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, like I know, um, and at uh, Wentworth Meadow, he got diagnosed. I think uh, a bit older than he uh, that than we said than we call young. Um, so yeah, that you, you will get people that get diagnosed, um, which they probably had it since they was younger, just getting diagnosed at that later age. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think well, it's, it's, a, it's a genetic genetic thing, isn't it? Yeah. So it's yeah. if you have autism, if you get diagnosed with autism uh, fifty, you haven't like magically received an autism. <laughs> it's uh it's been around there for ages it's just it's it's i find it really interesting to talk to people who haven't who are autistic but haven't been diagnosed you know see what what sort of way mechanisms they've put in place and what masking they've done to to uh, get by in society up until that point it's really interesting yeah yeah it is interesting like like if someone thinks they have it and they don't then like it's just, I suppose it's a task getting the tests done. Like, if you're a bit older, like you feel like um, now I'm older enough, I, I just think I've got autism. Exactly. I don't, I don't want mm. to or need to because what's the point? I'm, I'm, I'm older. Um, I'm older now. Um, what's it going to do for me now? But um, it's always nice. Well, it's always good to see if you do have it or not. It's, it's very, very important, I would yeah. say. It helps with a lot of things because you can get more support mm. if you if you're if you're struggling with it, um, and I think it, 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 like as you say, it is important to get a diagnosis if you even if you feel like little things are up because I know I didn't see anything I know my parents did because they uh they saw the uh the things of getting autism diagnosis because a nine year old couldn't do that <laughs> uh, by themselves yeah. or a ten year old. <laughs> It's 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 definitely worth it, but the waiting lists are, you know, they're extensive. Like it takes you ages to get a diagnosis, yeah. because the medical professionals don't put you as high of a priority because you're older. But, um, you know, there's a there's a lot of autistic people that I met who are very heavily isolated in their forties, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, even twenties, and um it's it's a real issue and being able to know that you're autistic gives at least gives you a fighting chance in in learning those social skills that come naturally to to other people yeah and also it gives you a community as well uh, of like like-minded autistic people to connect with you know it's a very important thing I'm not saying that all all people in the autistic community are amazing beautiful 
you know, paragons of light, paladins of light, whatever. Um, it can be a very stressful thing to do to to introduce yourself to the autistic community due to the, you know, people policing language and terms and and all that stuff. So it's not always the best experience, but it at least gives you at least gives you the the, the confidence to kind of get yourself out there and yeah. I guess make make up for the for the the downsides of being autistic. Yeah. Yeah, because like I never thought I would create a podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Um, well, like I suppose it takes a lot to speak about it as well. Autism, um, like, like just to see there's there you are have a lot. To be very open, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you have to be open about it. Like there are, are personal things about it as well. Like um, mm-hmm. aside of autism. I, uh, I'd say I'm pretty quite sensory um, having autism um, like I don't yeah. like loud noise um, mm-hmm. um, say someone's eating I, I always say this to most people uh, with about autism I always, I always bring the same thing up <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, it, I, I, what I normally say is like if someone's eating next to me with a plate and it's scraped like with their fork um, yeah it, to me, that feels like a, a chalkboard scraping to me. Um, yeah. um, I presume it does some quite a lot of people. But um, yes, yeah. I, I relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I say, I say, stop. Because in my mind, I'm not making no noise on my plate. And they are. <laughs> so I think, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a food that, Require, of course, yeah, you, you require to make some noise, but not like loud, loud, like no, but like I, like I feel like it's, if it's I'm that in whole thing room, of understanding, isn't it? Is is you know if if you're aware of sensory issues and you understand what it's like, you don't just know you shouldn't make loud noises around autistic people. You you understand that it's physically painful, um, then. You know, maybe maybe people would make those accommodations and be a bit more wary of it. Um, but the thing is, people don't think about that, and uh, you know that's why we need all these these charities and support networks in place to make sure that we're okay. Because in a, in a society where we've we've molded education and we've molded port and we've molded uh, psychotherapy and, me- and medication and um you know got a good good basis for, for improving social skills at a young age integrating people then we wouldn't need all that we wouldn't need the autism diagnosis because it'd just be a a natural part of it you know they're autistic these are you know these are the things we need to make adjustments for all, all done and dusted that's it um it's just you know, it's 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 very much in its infancy, as as far as, as far as the world's concerned. Although it has been known about for a, for a while, um, it only it's very slowly starting to integrate um, nowadays. And I hope that you know, with these podcasts and with these videos and with social media and more of an opportunity to get the word out and to, to try and make these societal changes. 
Yeah, yeah, I think social media is a good, it's a good way just to get your word out and your point across. Um, mm-hmm. And lot of, I found I found that there are quite a lot of understanding people on there. Um, I have autism as well, and definitely like. At first, when you're diagnosed, you may feel like, uh, especially if you are at a mainstream school, you feel like you may not be many people who have autism by yourself. Yeah. Um, but um, like, like some people who have autism do do well um, in mainstream. Um, but uh, I found very little that do that. Um, I found one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> found one. I'm not totally convinced that they have it all figured out, to be honest. But um, each to their own. <laughs> I don't think it's a. It's definitely not a nurturing environment. Um, no. Even for 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 non-autistic people, it's not. For a lot of them, it's not great. Um, being autistic just adds being picked on and bullied and. All that stuff. It's like it's like kids can sniff it out. Like he's autistic. Let's make let's take advantage of his low social skills. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, it's. I I'm glad I'm glad that you you went to special school just just for you, for your mental health. Yeah, I um, think it was great. Yes. Yeah, because uh, it, it helps a lot. Mental health is very important with autism, with the community in general. I think. It's just great. To, um, it's hard. That's another thing on top of speaking about your mental health because um, that's personal as well. Like everyone has mental health. Um, like it's it's very. Uh, it's just a, it's an important thing to talk about. I think. Do you like me to talk about my mental health? Yeah, yeah. You can talk about your mental health. I do realize that we've got um, ten. I just I'd, I'd sneak that in. <laughs> I'd ask. I'd ask rather. Um, so I I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, as well, along with a couple of dissociative disorders, um, when I was fourteen. Yeah. Following a lot of bullying and isolation and difficulties, uh, panic attacks, meltdowns, all that stuff, and um, eventually it ended in something fairly severe. Uh, uh, I, I did a lot of um, things that were not healthy towards myself, like uh, self-harm, and uh, I became bulimic for, for a portion of time. And, um, you know, a lot, a lot of that stemmed from the difficulties that I had in school, socially and emotionally. I felt, I felt very disconnected from people and felt very, very lonely in myself. And, you know, what we know from, from the scientific literature is that chronic long-term pain uh, quite often leads to some depression. Due to, due to the, the hormones for the HPA axis, which is it's just, a, just a, you don't need to understand it. It just means when you get anxious, you release something and then that makes you more later, basically. And... Um, you know, and the psychological aspect of, oh, it's never going to change, all that kind of stuff. Um, it kind of leads you into a bit of a dark place. And I think it's a it's a dark place that a lot of autistic people find themselves in. Um, and uh, 
you know, I've, I've had my difficulties particularly with suicidal ideation for a long time. Um, particularly up until about the age of 22, actually, um, it was very, very much at the forefront of my mind a lot of the time. And it's been, it's something that I've, that I've acted on a couple of times. Thankfully I didn't succeed and I'm fine nowadays. Thank, you know, saying thanks to a few people who helped me out in those, those states. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that it's very hard to, to live with. Um, I like to describe myself as a high functioning, severely depressed person, <laughs> which, is, which I don't think, because most people with my, with my diagnosis that, uh, you know, the level of symptoms that I have wouldn't be able to, to function, which is completely understandable. Um, but I, I, I guess, you know, I, my, my whole meaning for, for, for carrying on with life and going through is that, you know, I want to help people. Yeah. And if, if my negative experiences can provide some positivity or at least remove some of those negative experiences for other people, then I consider my life, you know, used. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it. And that's my, that's, that's, very concise in my my journey of mental health <laughs> yeah 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 I think it's it's good that you had the support there and like you're doing you're doing better than you was like now yeah yeah still has it didn't go away uh it just becomes a little bit easier to frame you know it's my goal yeah. anymore isn't to be depressed on or, or to be happy it's to to fulfill meaning that I've and, and and active in the world, and that's that's what really keeps me going. Yeah, yeah. Like, how is it, Thomas? Like, how does your mental health affect you during like this pandemic, this like ongoing pandemic? My, my it's a difficult one that because I I'm fine when I've got a routine. So the start and the end of the pandemic, uh, lockdown, rather, um, you know, like the, the big full scale lockdown. Yeah. Those were the hardest bits for me because there was a lot of transitions uh, between. But once I was comfortable either either side of that, I, it was it was all right. It wasn't too bad for me. It, you know, I, I'd hate to go into another lockdown because... Um, I'm very much, I started, uh, like, like yourself with the podcast, I, I started going to the gym once, once the, the lockdown ended and, um, I've, I've been going since, and it's, it's quite a big staple part of my, uh, supporting myself with my mental health difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Like during that first lockdown, um, I had to stay in for quite a long time cause I was in this using category. Um, so I was mm -hmm. in the high vulnerable group. Um, so I, I took that time to go outside as lots of people were indoors yeah. during the lockdown. Um, and I thought it was the best time because not many people were outside at that time. And then as the lockdowns, yeah. as to now, um, at the moment, I do uh, not see as many people. There's been time, I do still friends, 
see friends and every family members, but I always be careful to take the, the right precautions um, because you you, ju- you just don't know with COVID, like uh, like like autism. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's two completely different things, but everyone has a different experience of COVID. Um, so um, you just don't know. Speak, speaking of COVID, like um, there's you know there's there's something recently that that's happened and it's really been playing on my mind quite a bit. There's uh, there's a person who um, I do, I did a lot of work with and was I uh, was fairly close with within the autistic community and I got I got the message from from one of the members that that. Um, one of the creators passed. Yeah. yeah, he passed away uh, very recently, and it's uh, it just put it put it into perspective, uh, really, because you know I just find it absolutely insane that some people still think that COVID's a myth. Yeah, it's <laughs> and not, that you shouldn't get vaccinated because yeah. the government are trying to control you, and yeah. the the COVID is a way the government. Is going to, yeah. uh, to help exert power on you or something stupid like that. Yeah, it's the government would not do that. Like, no, no, no. I, uh, it's uh, yeah. it affects the world's economy massively. So it's yeah. you know, yeah. going off on the tangent there, yeah. but yeah, I, I I know who you mean, but um, I, 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 just because it's uh upsetting, uh, um, it, it, it's very upsetting, um, like hearing someone's past with the autism community who yeah. did so much but uh, we won't talk too much into it because it is a is um it's a topic that is upsetting isn't it well it's it's an upsetting topic and i don't, I don't yeah. think that their that their family is comfortable with divulging the the details no. of it but no no well, um, well, i just 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 wanted to to make people aware of it because it you know yeah it yeah. has impact on people's lives you know yeah, it has, and um, I just don't. I suppose take everything for granted, and my like close ones will unfortunately pass away from 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 COVID, which it's 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 it is sad because you do get people who are who are silly and 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 they don't take COVID as seriously, um, yeah. and then of course you'll get the anti-vaxxers, but um, everyone has an opinion <laughs> on the vaccine, but. Um, but, I want to go uh, for my vaccines. I want a level up autism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can get yeah. autism level two. Yeah, we need. We <laughs> that's need a, that's a shout out. That's a shout out to my my friend Vicky from yeah. actually Aspen on Instagram. She yeah. uh, introduced me to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. had a we had we had Vicky on here as well. Um, Thomas. Oh really? Very yeah. nice. Yeah, it was a. Uh, her episode released not, I, I think it was before Christmas, um, so like late last year we it did release. So it was a, a lovely chat. Um, I think like everyone in, in the autism community is lovely. Um, like I've never had a, a dull or bad moment with anyone. So uh, like um, yes, yeah. Vicky does some does do some really good work. Like spends quite she a lot does. of she her time. She recently lost her. She recently lost her Instagram account. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to Instagram shutting shutting her out of account or something. So uh, if anyone wants to boost yeah. up her mood, she had I think she had about six thousand followers she or did. something. She and did. um she's like she lost all of that and she hasn't gained the, the traction 
to, to where she was. So um, rather than fo- if you're going to follow anyone from from this, follow Vicky, uh, actually, Aspling, because she deserves it. She does. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She should, I think, like, um, I'm sure she will gain all that, uh, like, um, all yeah. that attraction again. Yeah. Because she does a. Uh, she's she very, very interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. She's very interesting. She's doing a PhD. Uh, I think looking at the um, ways to, ways to adjust the autism diagnosis to better fit females, yeah, um, women. It's uh, very good work that she's doing both online and you know, in the scientific realm. Yeah, because like um, like yeah, she does great work. Like I know she's into her gaming as well. Um, so she, yeah, she yeah, is. She I am too. I'm a, yeah. I'm a RuneScaper. Yeah, that's me. I like gaming as well. So we're on that boat. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a normally a PlayStation gamer. Even though I have a PC, a gaming play a PC, which mm. I need to start using because I normally use it on the podcast. But um, mm. there's aspects of it on my keyboard lights up. <laughs> so. Um, I do. I I'm a big fan of gaming, and in my spare time, I I do spend quite a lot of time doing that. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It's usually usually a supplement to um, video calls or, or voice calls, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's an escape, isn't it? From like reality, like what's going on in the the world, and you can take that time yeah. for gaming. Yeah. It can also be a bad thing. Yeah, it can. It can. <laughs> for some people. Yeah. Some people. Um, I'd say the majority probably get get the feel of it and you know, on with life as well. Yeah. Um yeah. one of those one of those games like World of Warcraft where you know you could spend your whole life playing the game, you know, as like a nine to five job, even more, and and still not be able to complete everything. So it's um there's a lot of, there's a lot of actually yeah there's a lot of youtube creators that make make youtube videos on on runescape and yeah. you know, they, they do it as a full-time job yeah um, very very good creators to watch if you're into runescape yeah, yeah. like i uh on the, on the on the, i own a ps5 so on, on the playstation I, i've always interested in the numbers like of the games i play or or i look and i see it tells me how many hours you play on a game now on the ps5 so it tells me how many hours you play on it, and I always look at that. Like, um, like, um, I I play. I like the I like action games. So, uh, yeah. I, like, I'll see how. Many I don't hours like I to play. see that. Yeah. I don't like to see how much yeah. time. No. You can do no. that in RuneScape as well. Yeah. I'm like, why that? Why would I want to do that? Yeah. It's just a just a a reminder. <laughs> yeah. Life on a virtual <laughs> virtual yeah. world. Yeah. PlayStation. Um, no <laughs> like 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 with like some peer of course on PS5 it doesn't see how how oh, sorry but PlayStation 4 it doesn't show how many hours you played so I get some of my friends ask me go on my account see how many hours I played that game and that game and they say and I, and, yeah. and I'll say like a thousand or some games nine thousand oh. because they're old and then they'll be oh well, look at that but um, I suppose I can't get out of not looking when it's always there <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah but. Uh, but yeah, like with your podcast, um, Thomas, like um, how often do you like up- upload episodes and do episodes on it? 
um, every two weeks. And um, I've been taking a break because I've just finished up the first season last year. And the the, the second one is going to be coming in uh, February. So okay. fairly close. Not, not, that, not too far away, maybe just over a month. And, um, you know, I've revamped it. I've, I've, I've recently been uh, learning Adobe and uh, Adobe Animate and Adobe Illustrator. So I'm making like a little sort of background of my room, like a, drawing it. Um, and then I'm going to try and animate it and yeah. put my podcast over, over that when I upload it to YouTube. So, um, yeah, so it's all very good. Having a major shift up with it. So it's looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Because I, like, since my podcast, I've had a various break, but not a long one. Um, so mm. because I'm on Series 5 at the moment, and what I'm going to do this wow. year, um, I'm going to get to... Uh, I, because I used to, on the former seasons, like season one was about 30 episodes, two, three, four, about 20 episodes each. But now oh, I'm really? doing Series 5 on about maybe 100 episodes. Because I feel like a podcast is different to like a series on telly where a lot more episodes is better for it and it in a season. Yeah. So I'm going to do that, but not going to release all 100. I'm on about, well, I'm not going to say what I'm on about, but I, I'm, I'm going to reach that, but I'll probably reach that next year and have a summer break um, this summer. So that's a reason why yeah. if I'm having a break, I can still release the odd episode, like a, an Easter, or Easter special or a spring or Christmas special still if I'm not uploading a season mm. that's so, a big yeah. dedication like well like of episodes like i've probably got about 35 out yeah <laughs> i suppose i have more time um to do them and like um having a break in the sun would be nice uh and to do other things like go on holidays uh hopefully this year well, it's, um, you know it's, it's also a good time to kind of step back and yeah. look at where you want to take the podcast and yeah you know rejig the format and rejig the the way you edit and you know all that kind of stuff it's always yeah. very, it's always good to have a, a creative break now and again yeah yeah just not doing it for a few weeks have a do to go on holiday or have a more time yeah, doing yeah, something you definitely. like like maybe gaming uh, not all the time no <laughs> um, <laughs> but um uh like like me, I'm a, a nighttime one. I'm a night owl. So I'm on there in the morning. Um, not the whole through the night, but like get off about maybe three or four in the morning sometimes, just because if I don't have to get up in the following morning, that is. Um, like, exactly. Well, um, yeah. You know, just I check. can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I try not to. I but... mean, you, you must not see the sun in the window. <laughs> You'll wake yeah. up, it's night time yeah. again. Yeah, it's 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 like at night time I love it because you don't get many notifications on your phone, everyone's asleep. Unless I get a yeah. ping from someone from America or something or the other side of the world, because you yeah. get that on Instagram. I've had people on the podcast, not just from the UK. So uh, I could talk to yeah. someone at three o'clock and it'd be in the evening for them. <laughs> so um <laughs> um so I do like it's funny because I do still get up in the morning if I have to, uh, but I know if I have to get up, I will go a bit of an earlier time. So maybe at twelve or yeah. one, which is more reasonable <laughs> than three or four. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, but yeah, Tarvar one's a good one for me. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's the the optimum amount of sleep for me. I need yeah. I need a good old rest. Yeah, so I, to, I mean it's, it's thankful that I work from home, so I don't have to get up at like seven or eight and get yeah. out of the house. I can just just yeah. knock up at nine and just go on my, yeah. on my laptop. I've been doing my work from home as well, just not prior for COVID because there's no air con. Well, there is a, there's an air con, but no windows, so no um, air ventilating the room where I would go uh, uh, for college, that is. Uh, I don't have a job, but yeah. I, I would probably if um, I wasn't as vulnerable, I suppose, and taking I take medication that dampens my immune system, so uh, what cancer patients mm. take, so that puts me at risk of probably oh doing stuff. And what I want to do, because I am qualified to be a football coach, so I want to do that, but I can't. Uh, hopefully this year, that's my aim. But because uh, you have to be quite in close contact, don't you, with, with a football coach. So um, that's an aim. That's we'll, a good aim. That's yeah, a good that's aim. aim. It's been an aim for last year and the year before, but <laughs> it's been this year as well. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like... What is your podcast called, um, Thomas? My podcast is called the 40-40 podcast. Yeah. And it's um, it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, all of those places. Uh, you can also find it on my YouTube channel, which is Asperger's Growth. Uh, my social medias are also Asperger's Growth, Instagram being the main one, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> So if anyone listening, if you go and check that out, um, Thomas is a, a podcast there. Like, um, it'd be great, and like, it's always nice to have new people to listen to a podcast, um, as well. Yeah, well, possibly when it, when I set up my second season, I'll, I'll invite you on to uh to have a talk. So I quite like to to delve more into that sort of. Growing up in in a special school kind of yeah. situation because it's not yeah. something that I'm I've taught in special schools but I haven't I haven't yeah. experienced it. Yeah, it it'd be nice to yeah it'd be nice to, to to come on your 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 second season on your on your show because I um I have been on a a, a few different podcasts like I've been on an like um like other podcasts that people have done and I enjoy going on someone else's because uh, you step back. Um, from being a host, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I'm sure you're feeling at the moment. Again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying it for the time being. No editing for me. No, no, no. social media. No, from there, organizing. <laughs> yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Well, we're, well, we're, I, I look forward to uh, hopefully uh, like appearing on, on your show. And it's been a pleasure speaking to you, uh, Thomas, as well. Pleasure, pleasure. I was gonna say the pleasure is mutual. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for thank you for having me on, Mason. <laughs> thank you, Thomas. See you later. Yeah.